What's up, fam? I'm your host, Jack Setterman. Joining me today, is always my co-host and longtime best friend, Abe Granoff. Abe, what is on your mind today? Two things. Uh, this will never honestly get old. Yesterday, walking the streets of New York City, all I hear is, hey, yo, Abe! Turn around, some random dude. It looks like he was wearing like a Viking type of hat or something. I thought he had like a camera with him. Just like, love the pod! He didn't give me his name, didn't come up to me, just from a distance. It was really cool. And anytime that ever happens, I'm going to shout that person out. So if that was you, DM me. And don't lie if it to, wasn't you. To be clear, it's not a Vikings hat, like a Viking hat, like with the... No, it looked like it would like had it looked like it was a winter hat that like was supposed to be like a Viking type of thing. Irrelevant. Um, I was with my roommate and he was like, if I wasn't with you and you came back and told me that story, I probably wouldn't have believed you. But that was pretty cool. And I was like, yeah, it was. And then I realized I was like, wait a second. Did he say something because he recognized me or because you're wearing the snapback sports hat right now? Because my roommate was wearing our hat at the time. So the, the jury he, is out I mean, on he that said one. Abe, right? Yeah, no, I think, well, I, all I heard was, hey, but apparently my roommate heard Abe, but I don't know. Okay. Um, what else is on my mind? I have a debate, which I could be very wrong about. And um, the person on the other side, my roommate, again, thinks I'm very wrong. So, and I'm okay with it. Last night we ordered uh, some dinner and I got a buffalo chicken cheesesteak wrap and he got a buffalo chicken cheesesteak regular on a roll. Um, my wrap didn't come cut in half. It just came like a big old thing. So I like made the, I like made the joke as I was eating this. I was like, I ordered a wrap, not a Buffalo chicken cheesesteak burrito. He's like, what are you talking about? I was like, well, it's not cut. So it's a burrito technically. He's like, that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. And I was like, well, what, what differentiates a burrito from a wrap? He's like, uh, there has to be rice in it. And I was like, I don't know if that's necessarily true. Um, so I just kept making the joke that I got a burrito, even though it was just Buffalo chicken, cheese, um, lettuce, onions, peppers, and it wasn't cut. And I was eating it like a Chipotle burrito, but it didn't have rice in it, obviously. So what's your take on that? What, what distinguishes a wrap from a burrito? Yeah, that that's the thing because you could get a burrito cut in half as well, and it would be a burrito. So it's not the cut in half aspect to it. It's also Is not it the, the size rice. of the tortilla. It's not the rice either because if you get a, I'm gonna throw the little wrench in here. What if you get a breakfast burrito? Those don't always have rice in them, do they? That's a genius call. That is a genius right? decision. So, so what so distinguishes it's, it's a wrap rice. from a burrito? I wouldn't even say it's the beans either, right? Like, does a breakfast burrito necessarily have... And what if you just go to Chipotle, you get a burrito, and you don't get rice or beans, which people do? It's the intent of the meal. So what distinguishes so what, what them? Is, I think it, then if you're saying it has to be like the size of the tortilla, maybe, or the type of the tortilla... No, no, I... I th- yeah, I want to say maybe it's type of tortilla. Like, do wraps have different types of tortillas than burritos too maybe the size i don't know i don't i don't even think it's a size i i want to say it's a different like i guess they're both flour maybe but they're technically the same thing so yeah it's not so you're kind of on my side yeah i think the joke is it's definitely it wasn't a joke it was was a it wasn't a joke it was a real conversation i mean like that's just what i was like okay it's not cut so i'm eating a burrito Still delicious. Once still again, enjoyed it. I don't think that that's the distinguishing factor, but 
I think it's just the intent of the the order. Like if you go to a Mexican restaurant, you're not getting a, a chicken wrap. You're getting a chicken burrito. If you order a breakfast burrito, but they have breakfast wraps. So, too. so, what so here's, so here's, so I, last night I was just like, like when he said like rice is the distinguisher and I didn't think much about it. I was like, yeah, you could be right. I'm not going to like take you to the grave on this one because I care a lot about it, but I'll bring it up on the podcast. Um, but now that you just, because I didn't think about the whole breakfast burrito mm, part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, now that you bring the breakfast burrito part of it, part of me is thinking maybe I should take this personally and oh, with it that I'm correct. I mean, it's not the dumbest thing. Let me, let me see. Breakfast burrito versus breakfast wrap like i just texted my roommate i just texted my roommate breakfast burritos don't have rice and all his response was was one word it just says eggs correct (laughs) what correct there are Uh, eggs in breakfast burritos (laughs) the breakfast burrito sometimes referred to as a breakfast wrap outside of the american southwest is a variety of american breakfast composed of breakfast items wrapped inside a flour tortilla burrito this style was invented and popularized so I guess they are kind of the same thing. I, I'm with you. I'm with you here. Oh, I okay. We, I, I typed in difference this. difference between wrap and burrito. I don't generally, which is a is a hedging word, as we know in the mm-hmm. source game. Wraps are served cold, while burritos can be served hot or cold. So that even proves my point even more. Oh. But it's not the food. It's not the contents inside. It's the burritos the usually have rice. Tortilla. Burritos usually have rice and or beans along with numerous other ingredients. A wrap is like a cold burrito, although the sizes can vary. That's not true. I I like I, I can get a that... chicken cheesesteak wrap, but like that's hot. No, no, no. That that's what that was my come to Jesus moment. It's the actual tortillas temperature. Think about it. Like they put it under the stamper. At so if you if you if you so if you tortilla. toast the tor- if you toast the tortilla, then that makes it a burrito. Like if you toasted a wrap, is what you're saying. Yesterday, I got a wrap from the bodega downstairs. Right. I got a grilled chicken, bacon, chipotle mayo, lettuce, whatever, Ooh. onions, peppers. Like, that's nice. just my go-to. Thanks. Yeah. Um, game respect game. And they throw the on the you know the bodega flat grill yeah, in the back, and yeah. they threw the wrap on top of there. So maybe the tortilla. I'm mean, actually the tortilla. Yeah, maybe they threw the wrap hmm. versus burrito is one of the one of the world's most unsolved questions. Okay, all right, we'll we'll keep status on that as we move okay. forward. Appreciate um, that. Another incredible performance by a burrito was Anthony Richardson at the NFL mm. Combine. I'm on to he something set here. What what do you want to? Remember, we asked who will go oh, they, first overall versus who do you think should. I said I, I think st- Anthony Richardson will, but Bryce Young probably will. I still don't think he goes one, but the combine definitely made things closer. So odds aside, which Richardson's odds are crashing down towards plus three hundred now. Bryce Young walked into the combine looking short. He measured the same size as Kyler. There's rumors, so he he weighed in at 204. There's rumors that he put on like anywhere between 15 to 20 pounds, and his real playing weight's like 190, which would be fairly small. I'm still in on Bryce Young, but after seeing the combine and the athleticism and the upside, and how we know that that NFL GMs are still lacking, but at least they're moving in the right direction, I would say that it's not a good strategy long term or it is a good strategy long-term, 
But I think playing for the home run is how you should probably think about drafting these guys. How do you feel about that? Like, you need the Mahomes types. You need Josh Allen. You need these crazy aliens now. Yeah, you are a gambling man at your forefront, and that's what it comes down to. And I couldn't agree more, and that's why I think Anthony Richardson should go first. Um, The Bryce Young height debate, it felt like it's been going online on the internet for the last three days. It feels like... It was the hottest pressing question since should or should I not be vaccinated um, in the world. He came up 5'10", what we call a Jewish six, and an eighth, a Jewish six foot is what we like to call that. Um, uh, And you know what? People are looking into, oh, he's Kyler's height. He's all this stuff. He's also Drew Brees' height pretty much. He's also Russell Wilson's height pretty much. Just make sure the guy doesn't have a Call of Duty addiction and you're probably fine. And don't have Cliff Kingsbury as your coach. I still don't think Bryce Young is going to be not good because he's 5'10 and he can't see over the offensive line. <clears throat> but as far as Anthony Richardson goes, how could you not want this guy? Like, he's now the second favorite quarterback to be taken behind Bryce Young ahead of C.J. Stroud. He's been flying up the, the, the odds as nothing has happened. And then something finally happens and he's breaking every combine record. The guy is... Cam Newton's size, Lamar Jackson's electricity. He, he is, I don't know if I didn't watch a lick of Anthony Richardson at Florida, a lick. I can an, analyze these players based off the shit that goes through my dumb brain and the shit that I see on Twitter. And yeah, you take Anthony Richardson because he seems absolutely electric. And that's what I want. If, here, put it this way. If I'm a fan of whichever team is looking to trade into the first spot, mm. like a Colts fan, a Panthers fan, a fa- whoever, whoever's looking to take that Bears number one pick, I am knocking at the door for Anthony Richardson. With that being said, I am not holding it against my front office if they don't take him. I am just doing that for the simple fact that I like to bet like you do and anthony Mm. richardson from what we've seen is electric and bryce young is short and that is the opposite of electric could bryce young be better sure but i like to gamble so give me give me a rod a rich see three years ago that you would have been if you were like a panthers fan at nine just praying that you got him like third quarterback off the board it feels less risky now with the evolution of these people they're like he might be the number one overall pick. And I think part of that is because, like you said, you if you wouldn't blame the team for not taking him, but there's no sure thing either at one. Like, it's not like there's a great prospect who you would have to supersede in this case. Like, you could make the argument that Richardson is a better prospect. He's just not as good. I mean, and it doesn't matter. I watched some Richardson last year. He's not good. Like, he's really not good at throwing the football 53% completion. He's got the arm for it. Now, I think, like, you watch a Josh Allen and you see what good coaching. And that's what I worry about is whatever team drafts him needs to give him time, needs to put the right staff around him, needs to kind of build for him. You can't just throw him into the fire. I saw someone talk about Seattle. If Seattle could get all the way up to like six or something or five. Oh, that maybe they have Denver two. Or you got to get to two to get this man. He's got a 40 inch vertical. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how many people he's going to be jumping over in the league, but apparently he can, if he needs to. So right now, post combine, are you sticking with Richard? A rich. Should go one or will go one. Are you still Bryce Young? Both should and will. This is a okay. rich. 
Um, okay. I'm sorry to tell you that a rich probably won't be in purple, but you know what? Snoop showed flashes last year. Um, <laughs> but Ravens fans I've seen, I've seen some Ravens fans calling out that a rich in purple. I don't know, man. Once again, you have the guy, the more developed Anthony Richardson in purple already. If you want to keep him, by the way, you have they the, did but talk you have the, you have the cheap Lamar Jackson who I went know, to Florida. You do. you do. You do. You can't, you can't deny that. Florida boys seem to be the QBs for the Ravens. Um, Other NFL news is that Danny Dimes is trying to be Danny half a hundred million per year. So obviously, or at least it's obvious to me, and maybe I'll share with with the fam. I don't think that Daniel Jones and his team, his new agency and, uh, you know, his internal people actually believe that he's going to get 45 million. It seems to be a negotiation tactic to avoid the franchise tag. So they start high and everyone's like, no. And then they're like, fine, we'll get to 35 a year. You know, pay me three years, 35 million. Uh, Quarterbacks are expensive. Like Kirk Cousins is like 35 to 40 million a year. And he's, you know, an above average game manager at best. So I get what they're trying to do here. This feels like a risky move though, by them. This feels like a franchise tag situation. Like just tag Jones, Let's see one more year in Dable's system because you can't lock in three years. But if you have to pay, if he's the guy, then that's fine. We'll pay him $45 million for four years. But I need to know he's the guy with weapons. And so that's how I think it's going to go down. What do you think? You're going to like this one. It's, it's funny that you took that angle and this is how you're negotiating because I took it a whole different angle. I think... I am led to believe that since Dave Gettleman has left the Giants and since... Joe Judge and the last whatever the boat picture that they're actually turning themselves into a turning themselves they're not there yet into a respected organization I think Dable has a lot to do with that my take is that I'm gonna bank on the Giants improving as an organization and I think that the Giants are leaking the 45 million dollar number to convince their fan base that they shouldn't pay him that much so they can just move on in general Mm. So that the Giants fans are not actually mad when they don't resign because it's out there that Daniel Jones is asking for $50 million, whatever it is. So if the Giants are leaking this, they're telling their fans, well, we can't do this. And the, the, every Giants fan's probably like, oh, yeah, you can't pay Daniel Jones 45 a year. I am going of the belief that the Giants are leaking the fact that they're – So that you Daniel don't think Jones they'll is- even tag him? Like he'll be a free agent? Yeah. No. Uh, I think I – think, yeah. I think he could be tagged and traded. That seems like a more viable option to me. I mean, I, I was shown a graphic of like the top wide receivers who have been given $35 million, even over three years, whatever, over the last The decade. wide receivers? Yeah, yeah, just to to make this point. No one lets an elite wide receiver walk. Like they either trade them, like A.J. Brown, or they, they re-sign them. And it's very similar for quarterbacks. Like think about the last quarterback to hit free agency. Who was it? Like, think about the literally the last good quarterback to hit free agency. It was Tom Brady, but that was Derek, Derek was Carr this year. Derek Carr this year. And so it's just not traditional for a quarterback to be half decent, which I guess we're at that point. Jameis. Jones. Jameis, maybe. <laughs> and and so I don't think they'll just let him walk. I could see them tagging him and, and then moving him. The Ravens or people talking about the Ravens this morning came out that the 
Ravens might non-exclusively tag Lamar, which would leave them with either a franchise tag or other teams could. So he would essentially become a free agent. Other teams could offer him a contract. If he wanted to go there, then the Ravens get two first round picks from that team. The fuck are the Ravens doing? Like if other teams are willing to do it, like what do you want to just segue? You just want to just do cap of the week right now. Sure. We can do cap of the week. My cap of the week. (laughs) (laughs) My cap of the week is the Baltimore Ravens because every time they've gotten on the podium over the NFL combine, the postseason conversation during the season, preseason last year, every time John Harbaugh gets up there, he says, Lamar Jackson and him have a great relationship. They just were texting. So, so I guess they're BFFs because they're always texting. And Eric DaCosta gets up there, too. He says the same thing. And Steve Bashotti has said that Deshaun Watson ruined the quarterback market, but it doesn't matter because Lamar is the quarterback and deal's going to get done. And they're working on these deals and all this stuff. They, they don't want Lamar to be the quarterback. I've seen enough. I've seen enough from the organization that says they do not want Lamar Jackson to be the quarterback because what's going to happen, if you not exclusively tag him, the New York Jets are going to come in and make the offer because they've been stricken for 15 years since Mark Sanchez. They've been absolute poverty. They've made the postseason in 10 plus years. And some team's going to do it. Oh, also because he's a top five quarterback in the NFL. Six, seven. It doesn't matter. He's in the top 33% no matter how you want to swing it. So someone's going to make him that offer because they're desperate. And the Ravens, they want him to be the quarterback, sure. But do they actually plan on him being the quarterback? No. And I'm excited for my uh, next team. So it's next team. That's that's the angle yeah. you're going with. Okay, yeah. you're selling the franchise. Um, yeah. So you're kind of at that point now where you were like, you're starting to accept that Lamar is going to be somewhere else. I, I, this would be an, gut- this would be an all time fumble by the by the Ravens, all-time not just in the fumble. Ravens history, but in NFL history by these Ravens. I agree because this stuff doesn't happen. Who doesn't sign a, an MVP quarterback to be their quarterback off his rookie deal? It, it's literally unheard of. I can't even think of a situation close to it. And then, then Ravens Twitter got going because this has been in the background. Then the strength and conditioning stuff comes out. All the former players are coming out. Bateman is going off. It, it's a disaster. And this is what I told my friends. The Ravens historically are an incredible franchise. I've, I've been alive since 1996 when they started, which means they've had 26 seasons of football. They've probably had three or four losing seasons. They've probably gone to the playoffs in 60% of them. They've won two Super Bowls. They won a playoff game every single time Joe Flacco went to the playoff. They've won, they were 14-2 and two four seasons ago. They drafted Lamar Jackson at pick 32. He wins unanimous MVP. That's great. Historically awesome. But over the last three years, a disaster. Everything has been in the absolute wrong direction. They can't get with the times. They left offensive coordinator too long. They, they're talking. They're not protecting their quarterback. And then they're going to fumble the biggest quarterback they've ever had. And it's just, it's bad. So they, they've lost the, what's the word? The, of doubt. The um, benefit of the doubt. They've lost the benefit of the doubt here. And they have to show good moves moving forward. And I think they're going to fumble this. And then they're going to fumble my fanhood. And I hope they're okay with that because I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan. Okay. Well, one last question, and then we can move. I'll, I'll go ahead and do cap of the week. Lamar Jackson, week one, is not a Baltimore Raven. He is a mm. – I'll go first. He, he, he's an Atlanta okay. Falcon. 
God, that would be sick. Him in the dome, weak division, Kyle Pitts. Oh, um, Lamar on turf is going to be electric. He is I'm – I'm going to go with the Jets. I, there's, there's something brewing in New York right now. Like you said, the Giants turning turn the corner. The Rangers got Patrick Kane. The Knicks are the hottest team in basketball. The Yankees and the Mets are two of the top five favorites. Um, All right, so let's, how, let's stay on that path. <laughs> let's stay on this path. Let's stay on this path okay. real quick. Rapid fire. Okay, you have Lamar to the Jets. I have Lamar to the Falcons. Derek Carr, where? Derek Carr, I still think, ends up in Indy. That was always the path. Okay, Derek Carr, I think, ends up on uh, the Jets. Actually, no, it feels like they're going to draft a quarterback. Derek Carr to the Bucks. Why not? Literally they're, like, not. all in on Kyle Trask. Like, he had say with the offensive coordinator pick. Another cap of the week, right? Okay. They're, um, they're also probably not a good organization. They just got lucky that they play in warm weather um, and yeah. that they didn't get busted for fake tampering, and that's why Brady ended up there. Okay, exactly. so you have Carr to the Colts. I have Carr to the Jets. Aaron Rodgers, you have Yeah, I where? guess to Vegas then. That I agree. Route. Yeah. I agree. Okay. Vegas. All right. All right. All right. Let's see. Let's see. Or Sam Fran. Or Sam Fran. My cap of the week goes out to the Milwaukee Bucks. And this has nothing to do with the fact that the Sixers beat them last night in an awesome comeback win on the road. This has to do with the fact that I do not believe that the Milwaukee Bucks can win a championship this year. The cap is that they can win a championship. Mm. And the reason that they cannot win a championship, and it, it was affirmed to me last night what I've known as my hypothesis the entire year, Chris Middleton for this year is cooked. He has mm-hmm. not looked himself all year. He's had multiple injuries. The guy looks so bad, doesn't look himself. And without Chris Middleton being that Robin to, to Giannis's Batman, they can't win a championship. And I firmly believe that. Drew Holiday's been unbelievable, and he was well-deserving of that all-star appearance. But they can't win a championship with this version of Chris Middleton, and I have no reason to believe that he's going to turn it around because he hasn't since he's been healthy all year. The Milwaukee Bucks can't win a championship. It's Philly or it's Boston out of the East. So I, a month ago, was, right before this 16-game win streak for the Bucks, I actually said, I was like, it's one of those where because they have Giannis, because they've won the title, and they have, you know, middle, when the same core, back, The same core when, around yeah, them. When they get healthy, and I said, it has that feeling that they just are not going to get healthy. They're not going to come together. Like, we do this all the time. When the Clippers get healthy, when all this stuff, this year, when the Warriors get healthy. When the, when the Nets figure it out. Right. Like, and it just never happens. Now, then they won 16 in a row, and they are deeper than I would say they normally are. And Bobby Portis is a solid player. Brooke Lopez, like, they have the defense for it. The, the note, because you're lying, the, the true cap of the week is you saying that it's not because of last night. Philly matches up really well with Milwaukee. And so a lot of this stuff is, is matchup-based. And currently in the standings, I do see Philly as, as a live dog to beat Milwaukee. To say they can't win a championship this year, I'm fine if you say I'll fade them if they play Philly. I like Boston over them. I think the third best team in the East. I'm actually okay with you saying that and thinking it won't come together, but they can win a championship because they have the best player in the world. And it's great that Joel locked him up down the stretch and outplayed him and Harden was great, but they have the best player in the world 
on both sides of the floor. And for that reason, they're live to win the championship because they could get healthy and Chris Middleton could be okay. And maybe even they do it without Middleton because last year they were, they were one three point shooting performance away from going back to the NBA finals. Now, of course they didn't and the Celtics did, but they can. So I'm calling cap on your cap of the week, but I'm, I'm aligned with you that they are not your mom's bucks team. They're not. My take on this is solely, I promise you, have to do with Chris Middleton. Like you said, you'd be fine with me saying that I would take the Sixers over the Bucks in a seven game series. Yeah, I would take it, but do I actually believe it? How the fuck could I do that at this point in my life after all that's transpired? Would I 100% take the Celtics over the Bucks? Without a doubt. That is where yeah. I'm at because solely, I'm with you on Giannis, I'm with you on Drew Holiday, I'm with you on Brooke Lopez. I still do think that Buttonholzer, Budenholzer is an absolute dud of a coach. Mm-hmm. I think he was just saved by Giannis and playing the Suns or whatever, um, which can happen in any given year because Giannis is Giannis. But with this version of Chris Middleton and with how the East looks right now and with the Phoenix Suns out West, the Milwaukee Bucks cannot and will not win a championship this year. You won 0.0 that though. Uh, give me a week. Okay. All right. We'll give you some time. But the hottest team in the NBA is your New York Knicks. We head to Boston tonight. I'm not saying we're going to win the game tonight. We're five and a half point underdogs. And it feels like a really good time to get that loss out right before a home game against the Hornets, then a long West Coast road trip. But Julius Randle, game winner in Miami. We've blown so many leads this season. We could have 45 wins. We've blown so many insane leads. It's, It's nuts. But this New York Knicks team, I don't like it. I do not like it. The national media is in on us. It's I don't yep. want it. I don't. Yep. I don't want Bill. Everyone's falling in love. <laughs> I don't. Want Everyone's any falling of that. in love with those. There you go. Everyone's falling in love with those New York Knickerbockers, baby. You've got now, Kendrick Perkins. Say, wants, oh, oh my God! Get Perk wants to go to the garden. Here. Zach Lowe is. Zach Lowe thinks you're a dark horse. Bill Simmons is talking about you in a positive light. The New York Knicks are America's sexiest team right now, and it couldn't be more perfect, Jack. Where are the expectations for this season to be a success at this point? Well, we're clearly a contender. I mean, we can beat anyone in the NBA. but In a a seven-game series? In a seven-game series, yes. I will say, it's, it's very similar vibes to the 2020 season, where it was like, they're so hot playing hard, all this stuff. And then you got to the playoffs and you just got stone cold stunned because Randall just disappeared and, and, you know, teams started playing defense and things came, came out of its shell, but it's a different team. It's a much better team. It's a much more balanced team. It's a better team. Brunson is good. Like we're starting Alfred Payton. We are starting Alfred Payton. Quick is going to win six man of the year. Today might actually swing the odds in his favor. Um, If you like Nick's money line tonight, just take a manual quickly six man of the year. It's, it's very similar odds. So I like, I like, um, there's just more opportunity there, but I like this team better. I do think Cleveland could, could cause issues for us. Cause I think there'll be a somewhat elite defensive team in the playoffs, but the Knicks need to get, if they get through the first round, you talk about it being, I mean, people are saying this is their favorite and best Knicks team even before Carmelo's teams like that, we're talking 20, 30 years now. So it's been a great run. The eight game win streak is is amazing. If they win in Boston tonight, though, 
then there there actually could be a conversation about like okay it's not the lol knicks like maybe the knicks are for real because over the last 42 games we have the third most wins in the entire nba that's half a season sample size this isn't like a hot streak this is like a, a sustained amount of games after a cold start, similar to Philly. We're both tied at like 29 or 30 wins over our last 42. So if they lose tonight by eight and don't, and it's just like a normal, okay, Boston's the best team in the East and the Knicks are the mid, then that I'm fine with that because then it resets expectations. I'm nervous if we win tonight because then you play Charlotte at home, you're 10 in a row. And then you go on a four-game West Coast road trip against some good teams, and it's like you start winning those. It's like holy shit! Like the Knicks are going to be like favorites as the five seed over Cleveland. Um, tough win last night for Philly. I mean, we're knocking on Cleveland's door, but we're we're like you know we're in the rear view for for Philly too. But I I think we'll land on the five, which is what if you guys had lost last night, we're three back. You got you got okay. a little distance. okay. Um, okay. but yeah, the Knicks are fun right now, which is great. That That's what at I need. Yeah. At this point, listen, a few years ago when you lost to Trey Young in the first round, that was more so of a happy to be here type playoff run. Like nobody expected you guys to be there now. Then you go out, you draft or you have RJ Julius, you give Brunson the contract. And now Jack, I'm sorry to say, but there's expectations. Like from an outsider's perspective, any, if you lose in the first round, it's a failure of a season at this point. You have to go to at least the second round and maybe even win a game or two there. That's the type of expectations that are on the Knicks. People that are saying they're a contender, like, Jack, I'm a lo- okay, you can do it. You can, till the chickens come <laughs> home, announce it, but like, let's, let's stop. All right. Okay. All right. This, this instead team of, reminds me, of- this team reminds me of the 2018, I want to say Sixers, 17 Sixers, where, we won 19 in a row to end the year. We played Miami in the first round one. We were just having We're beating t- real team. We're beating re- that we, that season was I mean, fraudulent. You, no, no, it's no, you, you know that, that you guys didn't beat anyone that 19. I even remember that. You you played like the Hornets 14 straight games and won. We're beating real. And we won a first round. And we and we won and we won a first round playoff round. So that's right, at this so point what you what you have to do. Instead of contenders, fact or cap. You don't want to see the Knicks in the playoffs. That's a fair saying. Factor cap. As as a Sixer fan? No, no, no. In general, if you're Boston, Milwaukee, Philly, or Cleveland. If you're Boston, Milwaukee, or Philadelphia, I don't think there's such thing as you don't want to see somebody outside of those three respected teams because at the end of the day, all three of those teams are going for a championship. And at that point, it doesn't matter who you put in front. Like you have to get to the conference finals. And that's that, like, that's why I feel as if if you're Boston, Philly, or Milwaukee, it doesn't matter if like the Knicks will play you hard. The Knicks will take you six. The Knicks might take you seven. Who cares? You think that you can go win a championship. It doesn't matter who's on the other side of the court at that point. That but type of shit. If you're the one seed, let's say if you're, you're Cleveland, if you're Cleveland, if you're Cleveland, you want to do everything you can to get to that three position so you don't play the Knicks. That is what I'll say. You shouldn't. The Knicks should not scare a Philly, Milwaukee, or Boston. The Knicks should scare everybody else. Okay, but let's say you're Philly or sorry, Milwaukee or Boston. I don't think you guys will get to the one, but we'll throw you in for for this for this conversation. You're you're at the one spot and you're watching the standings, and then it locks in Cavs versus Knicks four or five. You're gonna take. I'd care rather of the play the Knicks. I'd rather play the Knicks. 
I'm sorry. Listen, it's been a great. I'm I'm being honest, right? It's been an awesome story this year. Brunson, Charles Barkley saying it's the best free agent signing of all time. Um, right. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, you don't have a guy that in the last five minutes of the game scares me every possession down the floor. Oh, you're like, dumb and stupid. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, I'm sorry. Like they have Donovan Mitchell and that's it. Like you guys are probably a better team top to bottom, but at the end of the day, I'm taking the star power in the playoffs. This, but this is one of those situations where unless you're calling cap on Julius M. Brunson, which you could probably call it on being, Julius being superstars. Of, yes. But, but what is that? What is said their play doesn't make them superstars this season. I know historically, no, but what is said that this year, Makes those two guys. Jalen Brunson averaged 34 for a month. And Damian Lillard, gawk, gawk, 3,000. Run from the so, grind, Damian Lillard. And and Julius Randle's averaging 32 a night over his last 20 games. So, Jack, that's like saying to me, like, this season, why can't you believe in James Harden? Come playoff time. It's like, he's hooping too. Wait, but you tell me every time that I should believe in James. You should, but like, you're never going to, you're still going to make these calculated jokes about him. That's what I'm saying is like, like, I'm sorry. Like, look at the end of the day in the playoffs, if you're giving me the choice between Donovan Mitchell, Julius Randall and Jalen Brunson, these versions of all three, Donovan Mitchell is who I want. And that's why I would take the Cavs or think the Cavs are going to win. Okay. Let me let let's just let's just recall. Let's just recall. It was it was 2022 in the month of May. And Jalen Brunson dominated Donovan Mitchell's Utah Jazz team. I believe we sat at a bar with lads watching that go down. So that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Um all right, let's do our internet graphic of the week. It belongs to uh, the third now quarterback in the in the NFL draft. C.J. Stroud said the two quarterbacks he looked up to growing up, Michael Vick and Deshaun Watson. Now, of course, the PR team of the week will go to John Morant, Demetrius Morant, as we're calling him. But, man, if C.J. Stroud's guys didn't wake up on, on Thursday and say – Maybe we should have. Maybe we should have. We should have gone through a couple more just questions here. Um, two, two, you know, pretty good quarterbacks. Vic electrifying comeback story. Um, you know, one of the most fun. And Deshaun Watson, the highest paid quarterback of all time. So maybe you know, maybe he likes his bread. But throw a third guy in there, like uh, like anyone. <laughs> listen, listen. Like, if you're not if you're not an asshole, right? Then you can look at this quote from CJ Stroud and be like, "Okay, you like he's talking about their football play." However, Jack and I are assholes. So we are going to take the stance like, "Listen, everyone knows what you mean, right? No one's holding it against you." And like, your draft stock's not dropping because you want to you idolize a a dogfighter and a and a sexual assault guy or whatever. Um, but it's just self-awareness at its core is what it is. It's honestly similar to the Brandon Miller, um, pat down sell or introduction at the Alabama game. Like you could have been doing that all year. Maybe today you don't do it. I don't know. Maybe you let it go on spring break for two weeks. Like, yeah, exactly. If you're, if you're CJ Stroud, like 
in that moment when like when he says, yeah, I really looked up to Michael Vick and Deshaun Watson, like no like Kermit the Frog in his head went, hold on. You realize what you just did there? Um, <laughs> like you got to th- like at that point, I actually do think that I would be very good at being PR trained. Like my gut instinct to that question is I want to be like every Walter Payton man of the year that there was in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. let your tape do the talking on who your game is. Like at the end of the day, you don't want to be Vic. You don't want to be uh, Deshaun Watson. You want to be CJ Stroud, right? right? Let your game do the talking and just say the bullshit. Just say it. I want to be like every Walter Payton man of the year. I want to leave my mark on the community that, that of the city that drafts me. That's all you have to do. I think I could PR train these guys. Here's a list of things you don't talk about. Deshaun Watson, John Morant, Michael Vick, <laughs> politics, and anything else under the sun. Just make it so calculated. That is – when that quote came out, I got to chuckle because, like, obviously I'm not holding against C.J. Stroud because we all know he didn't mean it that way. But it's just like, bruh. That, that's exactly what it is. It's, it's the bruh gif. So he didn't mean it that way, and obviously we're joking with him, and, and we agree it won't wreck his draft stock or probably move it. Should it should it a little matter that he did not have the wherewithal or awareness? Like, like maybe a little to not you, you have it. like you have been a big boomer on this combine. No, no, no I, I'm I'm posing the question because no, no. How do you? How does that slip by? Like how does because turn like, on turn on. Turn on the tape versus uh, versus TCU, and tell me that you care that he says he wants to be like Vic or Watson. Do you think that? Do you think that? Let me ask you this he question. Didn't, he didn't play TCU, but or Michigan. Um, sorry, Michigan. Um, whoever the hell they played, Georgia, Georgia. There you go. There you go. We got. Um, we got turn the tape. The college football playoff. Third time's a charm. <laughs> it's just like, do you think he wants to be like Vic and Watson off the field? No. Do you think he wants to be like Watson because he's rich? No. Do you think he wants to be like Vic because he's got a dog fetish? No. He's talking about football. He's just – he's a kid. He's a kid. And I, but, I'm, but, I'm okay. But once again, they didn't say whose playing style do you relish? Whose game do you love watching? They said which quarterback did you look up to growing up? And hey, maybe yeah, his he, argument is – maybe yeah, maybe his argument should have been I am grown up right now. But but when I was growing up, these guys, you know, they were they were outstanding citizens, and it was after he was grown up. So he, I, I, I'm giving C.J. Stroud the benefit of being a kid in this, and like not just like totally thinking. Who I'm not giving the benefit of the doubt of being a kid at this point is John Morant. Oh, he's 23 mm. years old. He's all this. I'm done with that shit. You're not 23 years old. You can actually. You hold yourself. You hold yourself to a standard of being a certain, in an age group of level of maturity based off what you do in your life, right? All this shit's coming out with John Morant. John Morant is twenty three, but John Morant has a fucking baby girl daughter as well. Like, I'm sorry if you have a daughter at that young of an age. The the I'm I'm a kid. I'm immature. Excuse gets thrown out of the window. The daughter is everything that matters in your life, and you're out here and you're telling me. The way that you deal – that was the quote. It was the cap of the week is I have to take time to myself to, to learn out of better ways how to handle stress. Mm. Handle stress? Flashing a gun in a nightclub? What? Showing a late – like 
What stress causes you to pull a fucking weapon? I'm sorry, but I'm not dealing with the he's a he's a kid excuse. He has a child. At that point, you're an adult and you, everything is about your child. And I'm not dealing with the I have to learn how to handle stress better. No, you have to learn how to not be a fucking idiot at the end of the day. And that's what it comes down to for me. I'm actually like mad about this John Morant situation and I genuinely don't really feel bad for him in any slight for the criticism that he's getting for the suspension for any of it. Um, I think he brought, he brings all of it to himself quite, quite simply. And he doesn't have to, and he has a daughter and that should be at the forefront of his mind and everything that he's doing. Abe's been an uncle for three weeks and he has just taken a complete flip on life, which, you know, that is what happens to people, right? Like John might be an immature kid, but the second he has a a baby and he's a father, right? You would hope that there would be that flip. The question came from Quack, jeez, the question came from Craftwork in our Discord. Why is Josh such a moron? I'm going to take the other side, honestly, because I, I did look up how old he was. I was curious um he's 23 years old and at 19 he was told he's god's gift to the world and he's the most athletic jumper we've ever seen that goes to the tournament he triple doubles and he's the number two picker overall and he's gonna leave memphis to the promised land and then you know obviously as a kid but he's given the key to the city and he's given 200 million dollars and at 23 we've actually seen incredible progression in all of sports, in all of life with transparency and all these finance tools and all this stuff, this seems to be the first time we've seen an athlete really fuck it up at this scale in a long time. I am giving him the benefit of the doubt that he needs mm. less. Antonio Brown. Him. Uh, I'm saying like, it's just different. Like, of course, athletes have, have messed it up, but I'm talking about like the the young kid who got all the money hasn't burned through it all and hasn't gone bankrupt in in what feels like a long time, and this this is on the national stage and you know with all the criticism and the article that was released that night to go on IG live and and do the gun if it looked like a lost puppy to me like it really that's why I believe that the stress got to him that everything finally hit him. And that's why I'm begging and praying and hoping that, like, the only people that it feels like are going to get to him at this point are maybe his dad, but really it's, it's the players in the league. Like, someone in that locker room or someone around the league has to tell him and get him straightened out. Now, I also saw reports that people have told him this, and it, it now maybe it comes down to John Morant. And he's got to understand, to your point, where I am in complete agreement with you is, like, Yes, you're 23. Yes, you're a young kid. Yes, you're immature. But you are, you got to grow up quicker because you have a baby and because you are the star of the franchise and because you have hundreds of millions of dollars and your signature shoe just dropped and you have resources and there's so many people that want to help you. Don't, don't blow this for, for whatever the fake thug, the fake gangster. It doesn't, that's not cool. No one wants, everyone wants to be in your position. No one wants to be in the position that you're putting yourself in. So I'm going to give him his second chance because I think he deserves it. And I buy into the stress that he's probably going to at 23 to lead a franchise. You know, obviously a bunch of players have done it before, but I can't imagine just the the way it is. And it it looks like it's spiraled out of control. Now, if he fucks up again, what am I going to do? 
I'm going to go with my new mindset, believe what I see. But until then, I'm going to give him a second shot. So it makes you, it makes you think even more to LeBron's greatness, to be honest, if we want to make it about LeBron. I mean, with all the pressure that he had, never had, never had, never had one blemish on, on his entire record is anything. Never went on an IG live and did any, it's just truly remarkable. If you want to talk about who was really anointed the chosen one and lived up to it. No, LeBron James. No, it, it is crazy. I mean, it's also crazy that obviously, like, the cheating on his wife stuff never got out and all that stuff. Ah, so, right, right, right. Um, Eagleson, welcome to the podcast. Yeah. Uh, we will we'll spend a minute with you, which is otherwise known as the final finit. Um, the final finit. Do you have finit. anything before you get started on the current state of the Miami Dolphins? Well, why don't we – hold on. Before he goes, why don't we just let fill the, the, the listeners in on a little something. If you listen to Wednesday's episode, the day after my 27th birthday, um, Eagleson didn't happen to wish me a happy birthday on my birthday day. Um, similarly, and we haven't even talked about it, the ring no, chase yeah. is over. The ring chase mm. is over. That was, that was ring chase say, is yeah. over. Congratulations to Jack and Hallie. Um, congratulations to Jack, who was able to use this entire ring chase as a content play to write off the ring in taxes. <laughs> um, but coincidentally, two days later, right? Jack gets engaged two days after my birthday. Nothing from Eagleson. Crickets. Okay. Crickets. Okay. You can Andrew finish what Morant you're going to say. I can push back. Andrew Moran. I, I, I think I just did. I think I just did finish what I was saying. It first of all, it, it was like an hour, and then you then you said I didn't say I didn't even see the. Oh, I didn't so you see don't anything. have push. So then wait, I went and so saw you don't have push. Wait, no, but you don't have push notifications on for your favorite content creators. <laughs> actually, I think oh, I do. Cap but of the I week. get them every day, all the time. I could actually probably show you no, right no. now. But yeah, you turned it actually, on yeah. so you don't miss another so freaking right birthday or I, engagement. I, <laughs> no, look, that was on for like an hour. And also, when I first saw you say that, I was a little bit confused because the day before, did you not post on Snapchat that there was a miscommunication and there was no proposal? Correct. There was nothing. Correct. It's, it's, it's well, called. Because yeah, I, I, I remember yeah, seeing that yeah. and I saw, oh, he didn't congratulate me. Yeah. Like, oh, what so the hell he is turned he out. About? Turned uh, out he didn't tell the fam happen. before he told Hallie that he wanted to marry her. Okay, but like, look, it was up for an hour. Give me a break. I, I I'm not. I'll take responsibility for the birthday. That one, I think, I get a little bit of a no, little bit no, of leeway. No, you don't. But Jack, before we give Eagleson his time, you are an engaged <laughs> man. How does it feel? The ring chase, which has been such a big part of the Snapback brand, has come to an end. But you know what people say after their first ring? It makes them want the second one more. That's all I'll say. <laughs> this is well, a I will podcast. say the the upsetting part is that well the Your happy part account? is that I. Uh, well, that too, but, um, you know, you get engaged, not much, honestly, changed. We are riding kind of this high where like, she'll go get towels for me, which was never happening. Mm-hmm. I, I would imagine as our vacation expires in three hours that that like, once we return to the, to the New York state, that that'll probably end. Uh, I don't get anything though. Like I have nothing on my hands. You got She's towels. Got big, She's got this big rock and it's that like, was... how do people don't even know that I'm single or not single. Um, I have fucked up my, um, I have fucked up calling her my girlfriend again already last night when I'm supposed I to I think you get, I actually think you get, I'm going to give you a, a month where you, there's that For window. Sure. 
sure. that's the window. But I, I, I will update if you guys saw I posted my story uh, February 19th, so a few weeks ago. Someone said, what are the odds of us going on a date? I'm feeling like a plus 500, and you do always bet the underdog. Got a, a message yesterday. Considering you're engaged now, I sincerely apologize. <laughs> Sorry, Jack. Congrats. Um, so that was hilarious. That's my one and only DM slide in really my entire life as being a, a person with with Instagram followers. So, um, yeah, that's what it feels like. Not much has changed, but excited for the future. I, well, right, well, like that's one... the PR training, right? It's not that hard. You don't have to comment Listen, on other girls. Um, or, yeah. you know. it's, it's really, it's really simple. Well, from one from one ring chase to now another that has been eight thousand x amount of days in the making. Eagleson, um, the final finite is upon us. So, you get your one minute on the Dolphins starting now. Three, two, one, go. It's been 8,100 days since the Miami Dolphins last won a playoff game. And a lot of people, some on this podcast, chalk that up to the Dolphins being a poverty franchise. Now I ask you, would a poverty franchise rank number two in total team grade voted on by the players? A-plus in locker room, A-plus in training staff, A-plus in weight room, and also A-plus in strength coaches, which the Ravens would seem to kill for, as that's kind of getting blamed for all their players getting hurt. That's kind of poverty behavior, if you ask me. But uh, regardless of all that, give the Dolphins some respect. It's not poverty behavior. We don't have any rats in the locker room. We don't not pay for guys' meals. We have accommodations for people's families. Um, Besides that, um, even with all the Tua drama going on and questioning of the medical staff, still got an A-plus with all that hanging over. Like, we didn't have players going off on Twitter, giving us shit, creating extra just bad stuff. That's poverty behavior right there. We had none of that. The Dolphins are turning around this season. (laughs) Put the dolphin noise in. Cap, cap, cap. And you know what? This makes sense for Eagleson, Jack. He said, we take care of our our players' families. They got a C-minus. For, for family mm. treatment, and I know I know in Canada that's a a seventy is a, is a B plus, so I know I know that's the disconnect <laughs> there. But in America, yeah, a C minus gets you grounded. It gets you grounded for a weekend. <laughs> okay. So, okay. Um, so I'm just gonna go. It's still I'm number go two. With the approach is Stephen Ross because he's been known to tamper or to bribe his own coaches. That he probably bribed the players and said, "Vote us up here, and you know maybe we'll slide mm. you something in the back door." That's just my gut. I, that's like, my gut. But the good news is this one. Uh, he's actually he's actually been not good at, at at paying people off. That's that's the thing. He actually failed paying yeah, Brian Flores bad. off, or else we would have yeah. Joe Burrow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to answer no, your you question, I guess yeah, you're still poverty. Yeah. Yeah. Not fake. Not fake. Uh, that, that's fine. You, you can think that, but we're th- think things. What was the What was things the first in Miami line of your final finit, real quick? been 8,100 gotcha. days. Okay, just making sure. Miami Dolphins okay. Just so we want to remember that that's how you start Final Finite. <laughs> Alright, fam. Uh, thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We're up to 193 subscribers on YouTube. Shorts are bumping. We're, yes, we're, we're getting rolling. Yep. We're at like 148 Got views. some community posts yeah. rolling. Let's let's hit 200. Um, so we'll we'll talk to you guys again on Thursday. We'll be back in the stew. In the stew. Oh, Excited we will. to get that rolling again. Um, and the Discord too. Yeah. We're gonna be we're gonna be more in the Discord. Drop Monday mailbag questions there. We'll get them on the next podcast. Hopefully, we'll have more yes. next time. So that'll be in the description of the YouTube. So yes. look out for that. All right, fam. Well, have a great week. Much love.
خیلی 